0: Welcome to interesting enough. He is Trey Samuel. I am Nolan Todd. Thank you all for joining us. Once again, this is going to be the official NBA finals preview with the Lakers and the heat. Of course, very excited to see my hometown heat in the NBA finals. Trey, of course there's going to be a bunch of things that we're going to get into today. Definitely different aspects of the finals. We can talk about first thing I did want to ask you before we get started. First of all, how you feeling? And then second. There's a lot of storylines going on right now. There's a lot of different things we can touch on, but what's the biggest storyline or the biggest thing you're wanting to see with this finals?
1: Uh, well, let me answer the first question. Uh, I'm feeling really good about the finals. I had to give a shout out to the Miami Heat. Uh, this is a great run team, a real, one, real one, run organization um, from top down. You know, Eric Sposter, I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. I think he's underrated. I think a lot of times we say Greg Popovich or we say Brad Stevens, but we forget about him. But, I mean, he's been a great coach all these years. Um, What he's been able to do do to to this team, along with Jimmy Butler, has been amazing to see. Um, Again, this is a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year. They were the fifth seed this year, and all of a sudden they find themselves in the finals. I think that's just a testament to how well-run they are. Um, As far as the Lakers go, we kind of expected them to be here. That's not to mean that they didn't do anything good. Listen, LeBron, Anthony Davis, they have played phenomenal. But we kind of expected to see this. I'm happy they're able to meet expectations. Um, I'm just really waiting to see who is going to win this series. If I had to make an early prediction, I might go with the Lakers in six. But I really feel like it's a toss-up series. How do you feel about this?
0: Definitely got a bunch of thoughts on it, of course. I'm torn, right? This is my hometown team. We're definitely going, this is David Goliath. This is as big as it gets. I will say, before I even put out my prediction on what I think, my unbiased opinion, which is still going to be biased, but what I think the biggest thing going into this is, like I said, just having an underdog squad, I'm going into this finals. You're actually going up against not only the, the best basketball player in the game, you're probably one of the greatest athletes, if not the greatest athlete ever, man. So it's definitely a tough task. I do think the series can swing either way. However, to give my early, not so early prediction, I'm going with the Heat. And I know everyone's going to be like, of course you're going with the Heat, right? Of course, you know, you're the LeBron hater and you're a Heat fan. It just makes sense. First of all, I would like to say some of those things are true. But the <laughs> second thing I would like to say is I do think that Heat have a legitimate chance to win this series. I know they're, again, huge underdogs, and most people aren't giving them a chance. But I think the longer the series goes, I think the Heat actually have a better chance of winning, if it makes sense. In big games, I trust LeBron James when it comes to the Lakers in big game situations. I'm not really huge on the playoff rondo narrative that goes around. I'm not really huge on that. However, I think in big games, I trust a lot of the guys on the Heat, a lot of the veterans, Iguodala, Jay Crowder, of course, Jimmy Butler. And I trust our young guys in the situations. I trust the Tyler Heros and the Duncan Robertsons over the Alex Caruso's and the KCPs, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Polk. So I, I trust those guys going into that. So it would be definitely interesting to see. I would probably lean – if I mean, if you had to – if I had to give you a game, I'd probably say if it's a six or seven-game series, I'll go seven games. I'll go seven games. I'll go the Heat and seven, neutral site. I like the coaching matchup with Eric Spolstra. Now, Frank Vogel is a very good coach. I know most people are going to pick Eric Spolstra as a better coach. Um, for most, for those who don't know, Frank Vogel was also the coach on the, formerly obviously the Orlando Magic, but more, more notably with the Indiana Pacers, with those teams with Paul George, and they gave the Miami Heat a run for their money back in the day when they had LeBron and D-Wade. So he's definitely got a lot of experience, and of course coaching you know, with LeBron as well too. I think it's going to be interesting on both sides. I want to get your thoughts on, I know we've talked a bunch about the zone that the Miami Heat run. I want to get your thoughts on, if you were the Heat, if you were Eric Spolstra, do you run that zone? Or do you not run that zone, expecting them to be able to pick that zone apart? You know what, what's your kind of game plan going in? What what's the thing that you want to attack the Lakers with?
1: I run the zone, but I don't stay in it for long. If they start to pick it apart, and by they I mean LeBron James, <laughs> <laughs> my biggest thing that I'm looking for is making LeBron shoot. Because other than that game five closeout with six minutes left. LeBron really hasn't shot the ball that well in this playoffs. We need to see him shoot. If he's shooting, I mean, it's going to be hard to stop him. That that's that's not saying anything new. Mm-hmm. But I have to make I have to see him make a shot. Anthony Davis, I think he's going to get his. I love Bam out of Bayou. I think he's a good mashup per se for Anthony Davis in comparison to everybody else in the league but I still don't think he can slow him down. I just don't think he's tall enough or long enough. I think that he has good strength, so I don't think Anthony Davis would be able to push him down to the post. But Anthony Davis doesn't like to play in the post anyway. He likes to play at the top of the key. He likes to bring the ball out a little bit. So I think Anthony Davis is going to get his. But LeBron, I think he can struggle because I think you have Jimmy Butler. You have Jay Crowder. You have Andre Iguodala. You have a lot of people that you could throw at LeBron. And of course, you're not going to stop him. Like all great players, you can't stop them. You're going to hope to contain them, but you can't contain LeBron. I think you have to crowd out the paint. I think you got to play him kind of like you did against Milwaukee. How y'all play, Giannis, mm-hmm. force him to shoot. When he drives, don't foul. Just make it as difficult as possible. Have Bam go straight up. LeBron isn't finishing at the rim like he was in years past. He's still good at finishing at the rim, but just not as quite as good. Contest, but contest without fouling. And I think you have a shot. I mean, I don't know. You know, you're the Miami Heat expert. What would you do in this situation if you were pl- pl- facing the Lakers? So, a few things. I was always afraid of the Heat
0: matching up with the Lakers just because of the Anthony Davis situation, way bigger than the LeBron thing, right? We've got a bunch of wings that we can throw at him and defend. I would say one thing that might be interesting that we haven't noted. I know you mentioned a lot of the wing players that they can throw at LeBron. One play you actually didn't mention. It was actually Bam Adebayo. reason I mention that is I know most thinking we're like, okay, well, he's got to guard Anthony Davis, right? He's got to be there. I think if I'm the Heat, I kind of want to refrain from that for a while just because, you know, you don't really want him to eat up a bunch of fouls, which Anthony Davis will get you in foul trouble. So you've got to throw out the Kelly Olynyk and those kind of guys just to eat up some fouls and, you know, make Anthony Davis work hard for those buckets. And you put Bam in some spot situations. But, like, we all know Bam Adebayo is one of the best defenders in the league. He can legitimately guard the one through the five. And of course, let me just debunk this misconception when people also throw that out. Those one, of, these are one of the isms that people throw out. I know I mentioned last podcast about everyone saying people are different. People always thought, Oh, this guy, he can guard the one through the five. No. Bam out of bio can guard legitimately a point guard through a center. LeBron James is not guarding the one through the five. I know everyone always says that he's guarding one through maybe some fours. He is not guarding any centers. Let me just make that very clear. That no point in his career is he guarding centers. So, with that being said, I'm done with my rant with that. But I would say that's going to be very interesting to see the matchups when it goes there. And, and I, I think it's interesting when I bring up the Anthony Davis thing, you know, even like LeBron mentioned, you know, you saw him reference it in that, that post game interview there. He said, This is why I brought him here, referencing AD. First of all, thank you for finally admitting that you did tamper and you got Anthony Davis as the GM of the Lakers. But thank you. Thank you for finally mentioning that, even though we've all already known this. But th- <laughs> thank you for admitting it now, right? Um. So I think it's very interesting there. And, and bringing a guy like Anthony Davis, it brings so much pressure off of LeBron James. And I know he's had Kyrie Irvin. I know he's had Kevin Love. But he hasn't had this dominant of a presence really ever. Because, I mean, he got D-Wade in kind of some injury situations. And he wasn't really prime D-Wade, right? Kyrie was kind of young. I know he had some big shots. But he also did struggle. People did forget he was very inefficient. And Kevin Love was just kind of a glorified spot-up shooter. So you have a re- legitimate top-five player. I think it's going to be so tough for the Heat. To really just stay out of foul trouble. But here's the thing: I do think that he can do. You got to shoot the ball. The Heat, when they win these games, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, we know they're going to make shots. This is, you know, who I'm looking at to make shots. I'm looking for Jimmy Butler to make outside shots. I'm looking for Jay Crowder to make outside shots. I'm looking for Andre Gudala to make outside.
1: shots. Okay, but shots. on on a basis of outside shots, let's just say the Heat hitting their shots. Dan, mm-hmm. do you think the Lakers what can they do to uh, negate this defensively? And I'm not even talking about defensively, but let's say they hit, the Heat are hitting their three-point shots. We know the Lakers are not a good three-point shooting team. So can the Lakers keep up with them, with the Heat, if they're hitting their shots? I think if we're just going based on shooting, no. I think the
0: Heat, the heat are what? I think the second-best shooting team in the league. So they're not going to be able to shoot with them regardless, right? Like, even if they shoot out of their mind for a game or two, the Heat are just got too many shooters. I think what they have to do is, you got to pound it with Anthony Davis, and I, I always make the joke. You know, Anthony Davis doesn't want to play inside, like you mentioned. Also, he wants to kind of be a guard and do these things. But you got to really pound these guys in in the paint. Because one thing that he – are—they are small. The biggest guy you got is Myers Leonard, man, and he's gonna—and he's another guy I didn't even mention, but he's gonna have to eat up some fouls. You got to punish them for going small. That that lineup when we have Bam Adebayo at the five and Jay Crowder at the four, you got to punish that with JaVel McGee. Anthony Davis. Whether that's I'm not saying literally dump the ball down, of course, to JaVale McGee, but he's got to be a dominant presence, getting boards, blocking shots, really dominating it. And you have to force because you'll know when it's working if Eric Spoelstra is forced to, to put Myers, Leonard, or Kelly Olynyk in the game. Well, I'm not even Kelly Olynyk as much because he can at least stretch the floor and shoot, but you know his foot speed defensively is not really there. So you'll know if the Heat are effective by doing something like that. So I, I would say the answer to that is you got to go bigger for the Lakers, which has been the Lakers' strength all season. The Heat strength has been going small and spreading it out to shooters. So it's just basically, you know, two opposites, and it's which one's going to win out. You know, that, that's that's kind of the way I look at it. And and like I said, I think that the Heat can win if it's a long series. They're Like you said, they're not going to really be able to do much with Anthony Davis, but I think they can contain LeBron James. I, I do think they can um, excuse me contain LeBron James for a longer series. He's too smart. He'll figure it out, but I'm not trusting these guys to make enough outside shots for a long period of time. But another thing I did want to mention as well, too, was the Jimmy Butler aspect of this. Now, we've talked you know, at lengths about Jimmy Butler and what his status is like in the league and how he's such a great fit in Miami. What I did want to ask, and I thought it was something interesting, uh, I think I saw somebody bring this up. We always have this discussion, at least you and I do, off air about what a superstar is and what a star is when you look at it in the league. Most people... We can probably come to a general consensus, at least before this series, before this playoff. Jimmy Butler's a star. He's probably not going to be the best player on a championship team. However, he's reached the NBA Finals as being the best player on a team. Obviously, he does it in a little bit of a different way. How do you view Jimmy Butler now? One, is he a superstar now? And if yes or no. And also, if they do win the championship as them being his him being the best player, regardless if he wins finals MVP or not. Does he does he have to be in a superstar conversation?
1: Okay. I would say no and no to both questions, but hear me out. To me, my definition of a superstar is probably just like the top five best players in the league. I'm talking about the LeBron James, the healthy Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. the Giannis. I know he just got bounced out, by the Giannis, Steph yeah. Curry. And then when it gets iffy, maybe a James Harden that's Kawhi make, Kawhi yes maybe James Harden like that would be like a toss up right there so that's your
0: cutoff your cutoff is because not to cut you off but my cutoff is I always thought that the best about four players in the league are kind of ready there and then the fifth is kind of interchangeable so my cutoff is to Anthony Davis Steph Curry and James Harden those are my cutoffs I don't know if you agree with those I mean those are stars Curry, I mean, listen, on the this, cusses
1: Steph Curry. Not, not to say he's not a superstar, I mean he's back-to-back MVP. He's a unanimous MVP, multiple right. NBA championships. I think it just his resume speaks too highly of me not to say that he's a superstar.
0: I, I'm sorry. I, I guess I said it wrong. He sorry. He's a superstar. I mean, that's my cutoff. Oh, okay, for the, okay. Okay. I guess the top five. Yeah. I, I guess I said it in the wrong okay. way. Okay. So I would say my cutoff for the superstar is is those guys you name, Steph Curry, and then. So just to recap, so it'd be LeBron James, uh-huh. the Greek Freak, yeah. right? Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Who am I missing here? Kevin yeah. Durant, and Steph Curry. Okay, so you got those five guys, and then you've got James Harden on the outside looking in, Anthony Davis on the outside looking in. Of course, the, the young guys like Luca, um, Paul George outside
1: looking in. But see, right? but you're not playing Jimmy Butler in there because you're talking about the guys looking the guys looking in. It's like mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, James Harden. Maybe Luka. Maybe. I don't know if Jimmy Butler is on the same level as them. And that's not a bad thing because I think this Miami Heat team in many ways is comparable to that 2004 Detroit Pistons team. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say that Chauncey Billups is a superstar. And he won finals MVP, but I'm not going to be like, oh, that's a superstar. I just think he was the leader and the best player on a championship team. Mm -hmm. They played well together and they had pieces that fit. But I wouldn't say he's a superstar. If you even go back to the Seattle Supersonics when they faced Michael Jordan, 96, I don't think at that time you would argue that Gary Payton or Sean Kent were quote-unquote superstars, but they were very good star players on a very good overall team. I think that Jimmy Butler finds himself in that light. And I think we a lot of times we say, oh, man, we're making really light of the situation. Like, you know, we're not giving Jimmy Butler enough respect. We are giving him respect, but you don't have to quote-unquote have a superstar to win a championship, but nine times out of ten, you do. Right. And and I agree with you there. So it is rare. Like, I know we heard some people
0: talk about it today over, like, ESPN and some of these airways. You know, it happens about once every ten years. Like, you mentioned the Detroit Pistons teams. There are certain squads, maybe that some of that one of those Spurs teams there necessarily when Duncan was over didn't necessarily really have a superstar. So there is teams that it does happen. This could be the rare occasion. However... I don't know where you stacked him up before. I always thought Jimmy Butler was on, especially this year, the way he played and what he does. And I know I can be a homer here, but what he does outside of the stat sheet, I think he's one of those guys on the edge of the top 10, as far as just top 10 players in the league, just his impact on the game. I know some guys have better numbers, but his impact on the game and what he does on both ends of the floor, which, I mean, I don't know what your list of two-way players in the league is, as far as on both ends of the floor, but he's easily in that Okay,
1: top but let me ask you this. without let me a doubt. ask you this. Mm-hmm. If Jimmy Butler is in the West, as far as forwards goes, is he made the All-Star team? Because I'm just not 100% sure if he does. Like, I, I, I think he does, but I'm not 100%. But if he's a superstar, if LeBron James is in the East or West, he's on the All-Star team. I got to get, get an answer for you for this. Here's the an answer to your question.
0: I don't know if he's an All-Star,
1: but you know what I do know? East
0: or West, he'd be on an All-NBA team. Okay, and the reason he'd be on an all NBA team is obviously his team, whatever team he is, he's going to impact winning so much. Where his team is going to put him with a nice squad, he's going to win 50 plus games, he's going to be one of the best, um, six or eight guards or forwards in the league. So, regardless if he gets all star votes, if his numbers look great, which we know the all star ga- game is kind of about that in a certain aspect, he's an all NBA third teamer at, at some point, and I think that's regardless, east or west, you stick him on. I don't know. I, I mean, you stick them on any of these teams. I almost said the nuggets, but they're actually a really <laughs> good team now, but you stick them on, you stick them on one of these teams in the West that I'm, um, I i can not even say Phoenix. I mean, I, I have to think of a team off the top of my head, but you stick them on one of these teams in the West on a Memphis or something like that. I know they have John Brent. They, they're, they're a competitive team that can be in the second round of the playoffs. And that's an all NBA uh, guy. So that would be my answer to that. But here's the thing I would say, mention the Jimmy Butler thing. Now, this, this, my second question, what I asked you originally now, what if he wins an NBA championship? I mean, don't you got to put this... I know we've talked about teams that haven't had a superstar. But, you know,
1: just because he wins an NBA championship, that doesn't make him a superstar. I,
0: I think. Okay, here's the scenario. Okay. He wins an NBA championship. He's finals MVP. He's clearly the best player on the court. Now what?
1: Is he not a superstar? Can you okay. be a
0: superstar and be the sixth or seventh best player in the league?
1: You know, you get to that, I, too. I'm willing to give him that. Listen, I'm willing to give it to him. And the condition that he's clearly the best player on the court. And what I mean by that is okay. it's not some 2015 situation where LeBron James dominates, but then Andre Iguodala just guards him. So now he wins the finals MVP, and his team happened to win.
0: Hey, he was knocking down shots, man. Come Uh-oh. on
1: now. No, we, we don't even have time to discuss that. No.
0: <laughs> he was knocking down shots, man. The icky disrespect is not happening. He was knocking down shots. He was clearly the best player. Okay, not clearly.
1: That's my best point. Player. That's my point. He wasn't the best player not- on the court.
0: Jimmy Butler, if you... He- Trey, I'm not, I'm, not giving, I'm not giving the championship in this losing effort. This isn't a Jerry West situation. I'm sorry. LeBron, you had a great series, but you lost. Okay, fine.
1: We'll leave that alone. Fine, fine. <laughs> My point is, Jimmy Butler needs to look like the best player on the court in order for me to qualify uh-huh. him as a superstar. Because, I mean, what superstar, not star, what superstar on the championship team hasn't looked like the best player on the court? Even if they're a duo, you might be like, Shaq and Kobe, like, ooh, Kobe, he has potential. Like, he looks like he could be the best player in the court. It looks like he could be Shaq. Mm-hmm. Like, it might be a toss-up. But you knew it was one of those two guys. Steph Curry.
0: Playing with another superstar, Kevin Durant, is your answer to the question.
1: Yeah, but Steph Curry had already submitted his legacy with that 2015 one.
0: But your, your question was, if he didn't look like the best player on a championship team, He you can make the argument he wasn't the best player on that. on the, oh, He was the best player on a team. He wasn't the best player in that series. So And I, and I know the thing and I know with that Curry that. thing is, well, his resume speaks for itself. you know He's also a two-time finals MVP and stuff like that. So when you include that in his resume, you know that makes him a superstar. And I get that too. I just think, I don't know if I'm overblown. I could be a homer. I just kind of have this feeling where if he wins a championship against this Lakers squad, right, where they're complete underdogs, how is he not a superstar? I, I know his, I know you know his numbers don't look as great, as him, but how is he not but a this superstar? Is,
1: I guess this is if they win the championship, if the Miami Heat win the championship. Mm-hmm. I can't, right now, I can tell you if the Lakers win the championship, LeBron James is going to look like the best player on the court. Anthony Davis might look good. LeBron James is going to look like the best player on the court. LeBron James is going to be the MVP. I cannot say that for the Heat right now because I just, I guess I can envision Goran Drogic possibly looking like the best player on the court. I can envision Tyler Hero having two games looking like the best player on the court. I can envision Bam looking like the best player on the court. Like, I'm just not. Mm -hmm. I'm not sold on the idea that Jimmy Butler. Is- you, so you got to be sold, and we'll, will I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I got to be that's winding what, down basically, Jimmy Butler. and just okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he just he doesn't have the resume. I yet. know.
0: Look for everyone listening, how Trey feels is how a lot of people feel when you watch Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's doing a bunch of things that are unorthodox. He's he's dominating on the defensive end. He's not shooting a lot of jumpers in 2020 when everybody's shooting jumpers. He's just getting to the free throw line. He doesn't even really have much of a back. He's just gonna drive right and just barreling somebody and get to the free throw line. He doesn't have a haircut. I mean, none of this stuff really works in his none of this stuff really works in his favor when you're trying to put your quote unquote superstar. But he's rugged, he's tough, and he gets it done. And I think that should qualify as a superstar. And I wanted to also touch on something you mentioned before as well. You mentioned Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I know we're not going to touch on this too much. However, I don't know what it looks like for LeBron James' long-term GOAT situation and stuff like that. If Anthony Davis comes out and dominates his series and he wins the finals MVP.
1: There's a GOAT conversation, it might not be the best look. But as far as overall, like, I just don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because James Worthy won the Finals MVP before. But when we think about those teams in the '80s, we always think about Magic Johnson. And that first Magic Johnson did the sky hook in '80. I understand. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm. looked like the best player in that series, though. But who who correct. do we think about when we think about the '80s? When we think about the Lakers, we think about Magic Johnson. So I don't think I That's don't correct. think Anthony Davis if he wins. I don't think he's going to be necessarily detrimental to LeBron as a whole. In a goat conversation, it might be tough, but at this point, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what LeBron can do for the Michael Jordan lovers because he's just not six and six in the finals. Like he's not six and zero. Oh. I mean, he's right. lost too much. Like I really don't know what to say about that one. I mean, and to me, and of course, we don't have to.
0: You know, we could table this for another for another time, of course. But I would definitely say. If you're a, a LeBron stand, or, excuse me, if you're a Jordan stand, it's probably not much. You probably feel like Stephen A. Smith. There's probably not much LeBron could even do. He can probably won six more championships and you probably still wouldn't put him as the goat, right? <laughs> so, you know, his, his record is not going to change. He's already been to game sevens and finals and LeBron hasn't. I'm sorry, and Jordan has it. I just think Jordan's peak is bigger than, is uh more dominant than LeBron's. I think LeBron's is longer. Kind of what uh, I saw Max Kellerman mention that and thought it was a really good point. However, that being said, I don't think it's a huge deal if Anthony Davis wins the finals MVP. However, I just personally think LeBron's not going to let that happen. I just think LeBron is really aware of his legacy as he's already proven time and time again, as much as he likes Anthony Davis to to hit game winning shots and everything's all cool and fine. When it comes to the NBA finals, no one's going to convince me that LeBron James does not care that
1: he's going oh, to win finals
0: MVP. He's going to he,
1: So I, I just oh, no, he's not. If he has to take 20 I just think it's shots simple. last game, he's going to take 20 <laughs> shots. If he has to take 30 I shots.
0: Think he, I think he would let Anthony Davis score 40 points, but he would put up like 20 assists and, and 18 rebounds. Something that something that you just couldn't overlook, that people would look at and just be like, you know, I can't overlook this. As much as this guy scored 40 points, you know, I, I just think LeBron cares too much about it. But I know he cares about winning, but I, I know LeBron is, he's, he's so no, aware yeah. of
1: it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with you 100%. listen. If LeBron Mm -hmm. has to go out there and score 60, and that's not something we see LeBron do. He would score 60. If he had to make it look like Kobe's last game, he's taking all the shots. He would do that because he's coming out of there with the finals MVP. That's how he's going to win.
0: So who... Interesting question for you. Who is LeBron going to guard late in the games since LeBron is apparently the, in air quotes here, the defensive stopper because he stopped Jamal Murray and fouled him on a few possessions. Who is... LeBron guarding at the end of the game? Is he just kind of guarding whoever's hot, like if it's Drogic or Hero? Or is he just like, I'm on Jimmy and we're just wrapping this up in the fourth quarter? What do you think?
1: I think it's going to be whoever's hot. Because, I mean, you can have him guard Jimmy Butler, but as you said earlier in the podcast, listen, Jimmy Butler, one game, he could shoot five shots and that's it. And he's still contributing, so mm-hmm. I'm not taking away from him. But he's he's not necessarily a quote-unquote scorer. I think he's just going to go for whoever, whoever's ever hot. If it happens to be Duncan Robinson, that's who he's going to guard. If it's Jay Crowder, that's who he would guard. Who's ever hot? I mean, that's just what I think. Well, I definitely can assure you one thing. I do agree with that.
0: However, he will never be guarding Duncan Robinson and running around screens at 35 years old. So I can <laughs> definitely <laughs> assure you that. That will, that will never happen. That they will not ever that happen. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. So, I can put you on record for, you said Lakers in six. how many games? Lakers in six. Okay. So I'm going to go. I know I flopped on this. I'll go Heat in seven. I, someone's telling me if we do win it, it'd be six games. You know what? I'll go on a limb. I'll go Heat in six. I'll
1: go Heat in six. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. That and I like I said, I'm willing to go with you. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I know they're the underdogs. But for this to mm-hmm. be an underdog situation, the Heat really do look – like a good team. And other than LeBron James and Anthony Davis, if somebody said name me the five next best players on the court, I think they will all belong to the Miami Heat. So it's not going to be out of worldly if they win. I just think that LeBron James and Anthony Davis just might overpower the Heat. It just might be a little too much for them.
0: And that's what I'm afraid of. I think when push comes to shove and games get close, they just have a little – extra dimension that they can get to that we can't because the heat can definitely struggle to to find even some offense at certain times with some lineups they pull out there and they can just have a guy they can just dump it down to him like we can just get a bucket or lebron i can just barrel over somebody and get to the line or something and make one or two free throws so i think it's just very it's just gonna be very interesting to see how they're gonna match up but i'm, I'm very excited for it i'm happy with this finals matchup not only because it's the heat but i think it's just gonna be probably the best series we can get. And I think it would be a great conclusion to just an overall great basketball in the bubble, man. I mean, it's just been absolutely incredible. So it's going to be fun to see. I I definitely am looking forward to that. Um, You know, it's definitely interesting there. I I know while we do have a moment here, I did want to touch on, we did see Doc Rivers get fired here. Did you have any quick thoughts about that um, as far as what the Clippers should do going forward? Um,
1: I'm really interested to see what they're going to do going forward. I don't know what kind of coach you need to be looking for because you have Kawhi Lynn and Paul George, and they're basically rentals. They're on a one-year contract at this point. They could both up and leave. I think you have to really consider what they want. So I would just talk to them and say, hey, what are you guys looking for? Do you have any coaches in mind? If they say tie loop, that's who you get. I think you just get whoever they want. I mean, I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about this situation, though Here's
0: the thing about the Doc Rivers fire. And I kind of feel like this about a lot of firings. I don't agree with it. However, if you're going to fire Doc Rivers, you had better have a replacement that's going to be better. And that, it just comes down as simple as that. I don't know a coach on the market that's going to be better than Doc Rivers at this point. I know I haven't heard Mark Jackson getting interviewed. If it's not Mark Jackson or Tyron Lue or maybe a Fisdale, that are guys that at his level may be better. And I, I could probably even argue Doc Rivers has a better resume and better than most of those guys I even named. So if it's not any of those guys, I don't know who it's going to be. Mike D'Antoni or whoever it is, these other guys out there, it's not going to cut it. So they got a, they got a lot of work ahead of them and starting a new coach. You know, we just had issues with the Clippers with continuity and chemistry in general. And now we're going to start – seems like we're starting from scratch here. But like you said, they're rentals, and they do have the talent to overcome it. We thought they would overcome it this year. We didn't see it happen. However, we'll see how it goes going forward. I think it's going to be definitely interesting to see, so – Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm looking forward to definitely watching this finals. I want to thank everyone, of course, for tuning in. Please like us, subscribe. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere else you can think of. Go ahead and leave us a comment. Who are you picking in the finals? How many games? What did we leave out? Is Jimmy Butler a superstar? Any questions or comments, we'll definitely get to them, And we definitely appreciate it, man. Trey, anything anything you'd like to tell Uh, the audience?
1: Nothing much other than just please keep um, liking and subscribing. Um, if you have any suggestions or ideas, please hit me or Nolan up. Uh, we definitely taking it into account and try to do whatever we can, you know, and make it happen. Thank you again, though.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. We'll be we'll be touching in, we'll say, maybe halfway through the finals. We'll see how it goes, and hopefully Mahita will be uh, having a big lead. All right. Thank you, everyone.